All right. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Undisputed Future Podcast, episode 38. I am CD Danny Mac. Thank you so much again for joining me, every single member of Team NXT. Just a quick couple shout outs to start off the show. Rants with Ants podcast family, thank you for letting me join in on the fray a little bit. And shout out to the newest NXT podcast out there on the stages. Who got next? capital N, lowercase e, capital X, capital T. If you follow me and enjoy my NXT discussion, you'll enjoy these guys as well. So thanks again to Nick and Phil for the recent conversations and everybody who has reached out to Twitter on the past week. I know this episode is a little bit delayed comparison to my usual time, but that's okay as long as I get my NXT discussion out for the week because what an episode to kick off 2018. We had the start of some officially new stories heading into TakeOver Philadelphia, an event that I will be attending, DRJ, my former co-host, will be attending, and Nikki Six, another former and my most consistent co-host, will be attending. So the three of us are bound to do a kick-ass TakeOver Philadelphia special to start off the year 2018. And it started off with an undisputable message by the Undisputed Era. Undisputed Era in an ominous way, making their intentions known. And this episode of NXT was filled with ominous messages, including the women's division and the debut of the Queen of Spades, MMA Famous, and Mae Young Classic finalist, Shayna Baszler. Shayna Baszler taking on another favorite from that tournament, Dakota Kai, the Team Kick captain from New Zealand. Very, very happy that she got signed to the NXT, a talent I had my eyes on heading into the Mae Young Classic, and I'm really glad that she's going to be a part of the NXT brand, but it was not the homecoming that she expected. Shayna Baszler sending a hard message to start off her NXT career, but I want to address a couple things about Shayna first. That entrance. I don't like the horse in the beginning. I really don't. It doesn't make much sense to me unless other horsewomen from MMA are going to debut alongside her, and that hasn't been the case. We don't know what the women's Royal Rumble match is going to bring, but as of right now, I'm not a fan of it. I thought straight off the bat that it was going to be somebody else debuting. I know somebody mentioned Tessa Blanchard on the Twitter. That would have been a very good You know, that triggered my memory, thinking that it could have been Tessa. But no, Shayna Baszler getting a horse in the beginning of her theme song. I wasn't the biggest fan of that. But Shayna's message and her character is what stood out tonight. What an attack by Shayna on Dakota Kai. Dakota Kai did get her fair share of offense in, but Shayna plans on bullying her way to the top. We saw it at the Performance Center on a couple online videos from Shayna's point of view as well as the Performance Center staff's point of view. So Shayna Baszler is already an infamous talent on the NXT women's roster. So what happened in this match wasn't really shocking. Dakota Kai forced. Shayna Baszler attacked Dakota Kai's arm in such a way that it stomped on an angle and practically dislocated her elbow. That's the diagnosis I got from it. I don't know if there was anything specific mentioned, but Dakota Kai will not be in action for a number of weeks. The ref had to stop this match after it was already looking like a one-sided assault from Shayna Baszler. Shayna Baszler making a message known that she's the bully in NXT. That's what I took away from this match, that she's going to push and throw her weight around to rise to the top, kind of like what you do to rise through the ladder of MMA. 
take no nonsense and take any shortcuts you can. And that includes taking out your opponents by any means necessary. And Shayna out to prove that against the New Zealand native Dakota Kai. Shayna was not done. After that vicious attack on the arm, Shayna would lock Dakota Kai in a rear naked choke until the referees weren't able to break it up. So NXT Women's Champion Ember Moon stormed the ring and I honestly don't know of any previous history that might exist between Ember Moon and Dakota Kai. I really think Ember Moon's intentions here were just to do the right thing. To prove that Shayna Baszler will not bully her way through competition to get a shot at Ember Moon. If you want a shot at Ember Moon, you're going to have to do it head on. Kyrie Sane attempted to do that, but of course was shut down by the television debut of Shayna Baszler and another vicious rear naked choke. So the NXT women's division obviously getting sent a message by Shayna Baszler. That's really the point of this beginning segment was Shayna Baszler saying, I'm here to make an impact and I'll go through anybody and anything it takes to get my hand on some gold. She hasn't even been here a month. And already the two Mae Young Classic finalists are the first two gunning for Ember Moon's NXT Women's Championship. And right now there aren't really any other contenders to step up like this. So the two who finaled first ever all-women's tournament in WWE, I think those are two very good first opponents for Ember Moon's TakeOver debut as champion. And that's assuming Shayna Baszler gets near the championship at all, because confronting William Regal and giving the attitude that Shayna did towards the general manager of NXT, I don't know if that's the greatest way to get herself in a championship picture. Kind of ignoring Regal while he's standing there in front of you and responding with, are we done here? Not the way you'll want to work yourself into the number one contender picture. So Shayna Baszler's here. Shayna Baszler making her impact known on the NXT women's division early, including confronting the champion. But moving on to other action in NXT... The Authors of Pain want their titles. A very simple, a very ominous message from Authors of Pain. There seems to be a lot of a lot of evil stirring to begin 2018. You got the Undisputed Era kicking off the show the way they did. You got the mean antics and bullying by Shayna Baszler. And now you got Authors of Pain and Paul Ellering delivering a frightening promo about how they want their titles back. NXT Tag Team Championship scene, a very chaotic scene, and that's not just because Sanity was trying to redeem their rematch clause tonight, but I'll get to that action in just a little while. First off is Cassius Ono taking on the Cruiserweight Classic standout Raul Mendoza, and Raul Mendoza has quite the NXT resume at this point. There's no knocking this guy's talent and ability. I mentioned his Cruiserweight Classic match with Brian Kendrick as often as I possibly can. Excuse me, the Brian Kendrick as often as I possibly can. Let me get that one out of the way real quick. But Mendoza was impressive. Mendoza, it's very hard to have a bad match with Cassius Ono. Cassius Ono just getting off having a match of the year contender with Johnny Gargano to qualify for that number one contender fatal four-way for the number one contendership that Johnny Gargano would consequently win. But I'll address Johnny Wrestling just a little bit later as well. But Mendoza, again, impressive. He kind of surprised Ono here with his speed and his ring IQ. Honestly, I don't think Cassius Ono expected much of a challenge from Mendoza as he got. Cassius Ono has a sizable 
advantage on him in power and, well, size. So Ono able to pull off some really unique power moves against the smaller opponent, including a reverse gory special, which I might have seen before, but I don't remember seeing it before, and I don't remember it being delivered in such a way. Cassius Ono bending Raul Mendoza like a pretzel around his back and shoulders. Cassius Ono delivering some big strikes in this one as well, including that high-tension elbow strike that put away Mendoza, even though Mendoza was quick, getting over some of his luchador style on the bigger opponent. But I want to address Cassius Ono and what I think 2018 holds for him. I think it could be a big year and resurgence for him, and I think he can be featured more in the NXT Championship scene assuming he's not the guy who gets called up for a Royal Rumble permanent spot on the main roster, which I think is totally possible. Cassius Ono is a big enough name, whether it be as Cassius or Chris Hero, in smart cities like Philadelphia. I think it would be a really good way to debut him, or at least expose him to the mainstream and main roster audience. I think Cassius Ono is a favorite as a name to get called up, For the Royal Rumble, I think Roderick Strong can also fit that bill. Cassius Ono is due a big year in 2018, though. I think he can be at least number one contender one more time. I wouldn't mind seeing him challenge Jordan Gargano for the title this time. We saw the match those two are capable of having, and I think he can also make a good opponent for Andrade Cien Almas. And speaking of Andrade Cien Almas, Zelina Vega, his business associate, was stormed in the hallway by a variety of microphones, really unique interviewing style in NXT, whether it be outside the Performance Center, holding a microphone, or whether it be in a hallway, holding a bunch of iPhones. There's a lot of ways that NXT goes about getting their media. There's a lot of way to do it. It's how I'm sitting here talking to you right now. But back on track to Zelina Vega. Johnny Gargano was just in the right place at the right time. Zelina Vega's point in this interview was disconcern. She is not worried about Johnny Gargano, and I wouldn't be either if I'm looking at it from her standpoint. She has a 2-0 record, and I say she has a 2-0 record because Vega was a catalyst in both of those victories against Gargano in 2017, including that TakeOver Brooklyn 3 match as well as a match on NXT television. Johnny Wrestling is a lie. Cien is not a lie. Cien Almas is seen as the truth and the true deserving NXT champion, and Zelina Vega does one hell of a job of talking up partner. Not giving away any managerial secrets, and quite frankly, she shouldn't. I don't know why you bother asking those questions. At this point, we all know the kind of genius mind Zelina Vega has, and I think it might be another DIY-related interference. I think somehow, some way. It's not going to be a t-shirt, it's going to be the physical presence of Tommaso Ciampa at TakeOver Philadelphia. That's what I'm hoping for. I don't know if it's going to be a confrontation after Johnny Gargano wins the championship, like I'm predicting and would like to see, or if it's going to be a post-match or during-the-match assault distraction sort of era. Maybe it's cause for disqualification, but I think Zelina Vega has one more way to dig into Johnny Gargano's DIY history, and what better way than to bring a returning and healthy Tommaso Ciampa to take over Philadelphia. 
but a number of things could happen during this NXT Championship matchup. I think Zelina Vega could be confronted by Johnny Gargano's newly contracted wife, Candice LeRae. Entirely possible, a lot of different ways to continue this trilogy between Almas and Johnny Gargano. But Johnny Gargano also getting some interview spotlight tonight with Christy St. Cloud, although it did not last very long. Words cannot describe where Johnny Gargano has been. We all know where he was at the beginning and midway of 2017. So to have this turnaround heading into 2018, obviously very big for his career. But apparently the ambiance was right and Velveteen Dream would make his presence known. And asking Johnny Gargano to say it, and like all of us, I thought it was about saying Velveteen Dream's name as that Aleister Black rivalry made famous, but no. Velveteen Dream is apparently owed a thank you, because due to his injury at the time, he was unable to compete against Cassius Ono in the number one contender qualifying match. So, as Velveteen Dream sees it, without him being sidelined, Johnny Gargano is not number one contender, and those are hard facts to argue with the young, cocky, and brash Velveteen Dream. But the point of that interview interference, I really hope, is a match very soon between Velveteen Dream and Johnny Gargano because I think those two can tear the roof off NXT television in a main event. Alright, I finally think this is the point in the show where I get to talk about some more lighthearted stuff and it is because we got our boys, the Street Profits, Angelo Dawkins, and Montez Ford bringing us another edition of Street Talk, and this one had some big business plans ahead. Angelo Dawkins, Montez Ford undefeated in NXT television in 2017, and calling out the Undisputed Era and those NXT Tag Team Championships. So they decided to take it right to Mr. William Regal about a number one contender opportunity. A lot of fun, a lot of great segments, bringing back the straight-up gangsta trippin' version of William Regal. Shout out if you know anything about that segment. It's one of my backstage favorites in WWE history. But William Regal getting to show a light-hearted side, always a good time to see. And next week, they got it. Big business is planned against the Authors of Pain. Authors of Pain take on the Street Profits in a number one contender opportunity, and I can't wait for that one. I also wonder what the future of the NXT Tag Team Championship scene is, but that's our main event. We got one more match to talk about before that main event match that did not go as scheduled. But Leo Rush takes on Lars Sullivan, and I'm not going to sit here and discuss Leo's Recent internet shenanigans and his comments about Emma, I've addressed that on my Twitter already. But Leo Rush, quite frankly, getting some of what he deserved and what I think a lot of Team NXT believed he deserved. Although I'll admit I'll never cut Leo Rush's ring ability short. He's got a lot of speed. He's got a lot of potential. He's got a lot of ability. I've seen the ladder powerbomb spot before. I'm not going to sit here and say anything that you haven't already read on a Twitter mention, but Leo Rush versus Lars, and Lars was a little bit fooled by Leo Rush's speed at first, but that was very, very short-lived. Lars would go on to destroy the young upstart in NXT with an absolute decimation, and I bet a lot of us were smiling watching this match, especially us Emma fans, 
which you could definitely count me in as one of those. But another short-lived victory for Lars Sullivan. But Lars would deliver that freak accident not just once to finish this match, but after addressing the Beast of Belfast, Killian Dane, after their interaction and clash in that fatal four-way match, he delivered a top-rope freak accident to Leo Rush, which nearly broke the young man in half, sending a message to the Beast of Belfast. Now, all I can say is it's finally happening. We're going to get to see Lars Sullivan take on Killian Dane in a one-on-one match at a takeover. I have all my chips on the table and pushed out. I'm all in on Lars Sullivan versus Killian Dane at TakeOver Philadelphia. This needs to be a grudge match. I have the opportunity to see because I've been waiting and waiting and waiting for a one-on-one interaction. I'll mention this match at least once. I love the idea of these two behemoths going one-on-one and getting the chance to just beat the living hell out of each other. And the Leviathan Lars taking on the Beast of Belfast is going to be quite the build and quite the attraction for NXT TakeOver Philadelphia. Cannot wait to see what that looks like, but I'm looking at the state of sanity right now and it doesn't look that good. Undisputed Era getting the jump on the chaotic faction before their number one contender before their Tag Team Championship opportunity to main event this episode of NXT. Undisputed Era getting the jump, seeing they make the rules, and once again, shocking the system and kicking the chaos out of sanity. Adam Cole would make all these points standing in the middle of the ring, only to be quickly confronted by the psychotic Scott Nikki Cross. Nikki Cross looking to redeem her sanity brethren, and if it wasn't for those two referees, I'm sure that Cross would have gouged Adam Cole's eyes, ripped the beard off of Bobby Fish's face, and raked Kyle O'Reilly's face against the mat. Just a lot of face attacks I picture coming out of Nikki Cross. She'll claw your eyes out like Wolverine. Nikki Cross trying to redeem her sanity brethren, but unfortunately, the man was holding her back. But William Regal, the authority figure in NXT, who has already had some run-ins with the Undisputed Era, would not stand for this. Roderick Strong coming out saying he'll take on Undisputed Era. Aleister Black, a man that Adam Cole has had some problems with in the past also saying he will take on the Undisputed Era, and William Regal assured us that they will be defending their tag team titles here tonight against the unique pairing of Strong and Aleister Black. This is one of those two men random tag teams that you never knew you wanted to see until you actually get the opportunity to see them. Strong and Black putting on an incredibly hard-hitting, heavy-striking matchup. Just listen to Full Sail. At that reaction. Excuse me. Listen to Center Stage Georgia at that reaction. There were a lot of full self faithful in attendance there. So I think I just pictured it in my head and I got a little confused because guy with the Street Profits flag, shout out to you, buddy. You're making the travel everywhere, and that's quite the piece of merchandise I didn't know I wanted until I saw that. So like that Aleister Black and Roderick Strong tag team. What a tag team title match it was, though. I saw a very interesting corner set up for this one, too. Instead of top left to bottom right, it was bottom left to top right. I don't know if anybody else caught that and was a little bit confused by it. I don't know if it's just the way they wanted to 
adjust to the setting that they're in. Maybe the Georgia Arena is shaped away where that tag team configuration made more sense. But the Undisputed Era proving why they're the tag team champions, why Red Dragon has been a force to be reckoned with up and down the tag team divisions around the world. Some unbelievable tag team action between those two and even some shortcut from the third man and the leader of Undisputed Era, Adam Cole providing his team with shortcuts that would give Undisputed Era the advantage, but a couple hot tags by Roderick Strong and Aleister Black definitely brought up the competition edge in this match. It was an incredible match. I'm not going to talk about too many of the high spots. I want to talk about the championship implications because despite all of the effort from Strong and Black, a total elimination to Roderick Strong after Adam Cole providing another distraction would seal the victory for Undisputed Era. Undisputed Era avoiding Sanity once again. I would be scared of Sanity too, but getting the jump on them and thinking they can get out of defending their tag team titles, there's a lot of unfinished business between those two teams, and I think Sanity does not let this opportunity go squandered, and I see some big things and a possible multi-man match in the future for those NXT tag team titles. Of course, it's dependent on how the Authors of Pain and Street Profits match goes, but moving away from the titles for a minute and focusing on a one-on-one rivalry within the Undisputed Era, Aleister Black suffering another post-match assault at the hands of Adam Cole, and Ushi Garoshi onto a chair. The way Aleister Black landed, absolute devastating neckbreaker, a quite dominant start to the year for the Undisputed Era, but William Regal would not let this assault and would not let Undisputed Era continue to attempt to take over, and Regal says Cole versus Black at TakeOver Philadelphia will be contested under extreme rules in the extreme city and a city that ECW faithful have made famous for the hardcore antics. I cannot wait to see this extreme rules match between two of the world traveled best. This TakeOver card is shaping up to really be something special. It's kind of hard to rebound from TakeOver War Games after that unique match was brought back for the first time in decades. But another really nice TakeOver card taking shape. Already can't wait for the trilogy that will be the NXT Championship. Cannot wait to see where the tag team title future goes and Aleister Black versus Adam Cole and Killian Dane versus Lars Sullivan could be two of the best grudge matches we have ever seen at an NXT TakeOver event. And on the road to NXT TakeOver Philadelphia, I hope you stick around and enjoy listening to me. Thank you so much again for joining me on the Undisputed Future Podcast. I am CD Danny Mac, and I'm going to try and get myself a co-host or two leading up to TakeOver events, but I am happy to announce my first ever interview of the podcast will be with none other than former Sanity member and mastermind behind the gimmick, Sawyer Fulton. Sawyer Fulton, that's right, Angelo Dawkins' former tag team partner and former member of Sanity, that Sawyer Fulton, will be at Comic Book Jones on Staten Island this Saturday, January 20th. And I DM'd because he does follow me on Twitter. 
I managed to get, I don't know how this happened. I'm excited and stammering just sitting here talking to you guys about it. I just messaged him asking if he'd be local and willing to lend me 10 minutes or so of his time. And he said that would be no problem. So I'm excited to get a chance to talk to Sawyer Fulton. And if you have any questions for him or any questions you want me to ask him, that's fine. Please get at any form of the social media. Most popular, the Twitter, at podcast underscore UF, making my way towards 500 followers and 500 members of Team NXT. Thank you for all the support and the conversation over these past number of weeks. It's been more lively than ever before, and it just keeps getting better by the day. So shout out to all my followers and members of Team NXT and other podcasts who let me jump in on their conversations and anybody who's tagging me and stuff or asking me and guys, thank you so much for the Twitter love. At Undisputed Future Podcast, all one word is the Instagram. I got a pretty good post up there yesterday. I'm trying to get more activity going on that Instagram as well. So if you have any memes, if you have any fan art that you want me to post on the Instagram, please direct message or tag me in it on the Twitter. I can save it and definitely give you a shout out on the Instagram. No problem. And please find me on Facebook, Undisputed Future Podcast. That's a form of social media I definitely have to jump back in on. But let me get some love on it, and I'll definitely make my way towards that. Another great place I'd be able to share memes and thoughts and conversation threads. All the social media activity has been up and going. Thank you so much. I'm off to a great start in 2018. Let's see where this road to NXT TakeOver Philadelphia takes all of us. And I will see you next time. Team NXT.